Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. I am Megan Crow, and I'm joined today by Erica Slater, Liz Lenevy, and Mary Simon. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hey. Hi. So today we're talking about something that has been a very important and influential thing in my life, and that is mentorship. I know we've touched on this a little bit in previous episodes, but I personally think that mentorship and sponsorship are some of the most important aspects of practicing law or really just maximizing your success in any industry. I know that I have had many mentors in my life, and I honestly don't know where I'd be without them. So I think this is a great topic to talk about. To start the discussion, I did a little online research, and there's actually been plenty of studies that have been done on mentoring in the workplace. And not surprisingly, these usually conclude that mentoring actually does make a really positive impact socially and psychologically. Interestingly, there were some varied results about how much performance was affected, but across the board, it seemed that mentorship had a really positive influence on people's attitudes in the workplace. That kind of leads me to my first topic, I guess, if you will, which is how do you find a mentor? I know that I in my life have had formal mentorships assigned to me and then have also found mentorships just naturally through connections in the workplace and and various other organizations. So what is everyone's thoughts on formal versus informal mentorships? I think it depends on how lucky you are. (laughs) I feel like the best mentors that I have in my life have come about kind of by luck and been based on a personal relationship that I formed with someone who was either supervising me or, you know, I met through like a networking opportunity or something like that. It's always been getting out what I've put in as far as seeking out people to meet, seeking out people I relate to or get along with, and then kind of developing that relationship with them that always kind of in retrospect, I kind of label as a mentorship relationship. The formal mentorship, you know, lunches or programs that I've been involved in have been helpful And they've led to different connections, but the people who have been lifelong mentors for me or career-long mentors, I guess is more appropriate, have always been based on a personal relationship developing into, okay, we get along really well, we relate to each other really well, and you are at a more senior level than me, so you're someone I'm going to look to for advice. And because of that personal relationship, you know, that's how we keep in contact. Yeah. I know for me personally, we don't have assigned mentorships at this law firm, but we did at my previous law firm. And it was really interesting because they try to pair you with someone who's in your general practice group. Usually they assign the same gender. So females are paired with females. And I actually really, I did like my assigned mentor a lot and I used her plenty, but I found that I was almost censoring myself around her. I wanted to make a really good impression. I was like formulating questions that I thought I should ask her. And it didn't feel as natural as some of the more natural mentorships, even though they weren't a formal partnership, but with other attorneys who I had worked with even more closely in my practice group and kind of developed other, I felt more natural mentorships that way. I was thinking about the experience I had at my last firm, which is 
similar to yours where they, they paired us up with someone in our practice group. I had a male mentor and I don't think this is necessarily, this isn't commenting on his gender. I think this was just more commenting on his personality, but it was not a great relationship. And now I'm also thinking about it in terms of one of my close friends at the same firm who was paired with a female mentor and how much of a better experience she had. And again, I don't know if it was a gender thing or not, but I am just reflecting on that. I wonder if maybe he would have taken more of an interest in me if I reminded him more of himself. I don't know. But, you know, as far as finding a mentor, I have found that the best mentorships I have, and obviously we're missing Amy today, who is a mentor to all of us. She's the primary mentor for my career. But those relationships have happened more organically. I've just sort of stumbled into them. And that's what I've found typically happens with the best mentorship relationships are those that I have come up with organically as opposed to being assigned because it's someone that I almost have a relationship with before we start the mentorship relationship. So it's someone that I know has a vested interest in me. Again, comparing it to the the mentor that I was just sort of assigned to, I think it's important that if you're going to have a mentorship where you can be honest both with your mentor and have some sort of assurance that that mentor is going to be honest with you, trying to develop a relationship before saying, you know, we're mentor mentee. It almost feels like going on a couple of dates before you say we're boyfriend, girlfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend. You got to like, you know, test run the relationship a little bit before you really fully commit to that person. I agree. And I'm in a little bit of a unique position here because we've talked about assigned mentors or organically meeting a mentor. And I think my primary mentor uh, is my own dad. So (laughs) I definitely uh, stumbled into that one, I guess. Um, It's the most organic meeting. Totally. And the only thing that comes to mind for me with mentors is trust. It encompasses a lot of what you all are saying. You know, do we mesh? Do we have a vested interest in one another? Do we like each other? But really, I appreciate the mentorship I've found with not only my dad, but Amy and Erica and you, Liz. I trust the people that I'm going to with questions. I think that trust is so important to me in in mentorship. And I love the mentors that I have within our office. And I've kind of kept it pretty close knit in that way, because once you have that trust, it's mutual it's locked in and I have the utmost confidence moving forward. And I'm like that way in my personal life too. But professionally, having both male and female, you get different perspectives, you get different ranges of years of practice. And there's just that trust piece. And Liz, to your point, when you said they have a vested interest in me, it's a weird trusting respect for one another. And Being a younger and less experienced attorney, when you feel that from someone who has more experience, it just, it's a catalyst for a really fruitful mentorship, work relationship. I love that. I love that confident trust. It sounds like those kind of more powerful mentorships and relationships are formed naturally. And and maybe the issue is that when you have an assigned formal mentor, you don't have a foundation prior to that. It's kind of just starting there and, you know, different expectations may lead to, 
you know, frustrations or just not having that real solid foundation of trust built up naturally, I think is a huge factor in in why these natural mentorships that form organically are the most influential in our lives. So Liz, what you were describing in the program at your last firm, well, I guess, which was also my last firm. I was going to say. (laughs) So I don't remember that program that well. What I do remember of it is you were paired with a mentor who was also an attorney who began working at the firm within the last couple of years, who had been there just a couple of years longer than you. And I feel like the purpose of that program may have had a specific direction, which was that someone was assigned to you and that was part of their job to answer your questions when you kind of had questions that you didn't want to take to the partner that you were working with or needed to ask someone like, how does this work? Show me the ropes. And at least, you know, the firm provided a framework that if you hadn't, you know, developed a relationship with someone who was in that, you know, kind of mid-level position that you felt comfortable asking questions to, at least you had, you could lean on like, hey, you're my assigned mentor. I'm coming to you in that capacity. And that kind of gets to the point of the different mentors we have and the different purposes they fulfill. Because without a doubt, you know, you kind of pick your audience when you're going through a big decision in your career. You're going to go to a certain level, I guess, of the mentors in your life, probably the person that you trust the most or the person with the most experience. Hopefully they're all the same. The person that you think has your back and your best interests at heart. And you might even get a couple different opinions from your mentors to see, you know, what they would do if you have a certain opportunity or something along those lines. But I think it's really important that you have different relationships with different people that are formal and informal so that you have different outlets to take those questions throughout your career. I totally agree. I have always thought that it's important to have various mentors that kind of fulfill different purposes. I think it's very beneficial to have, you know, multiple people that you trust at different experience levels because they can all add value to your mentorship experience. I also want to demystify kind of this idea of mentorship and sponsorship. I mean, I feel like it's similar to when you start talking about networking, everyone rolls their eyes like, ugh. But networking is just, you know, being a person who talks to other people. And mentorship and sponsorship is just the same as choosing who you go to for advice, making sure you have a relationship established when you need advice. And sponsorship is making sure you have people that have your back. And you can be a sponsor and you can be a mentor at any level in your career. Like, for example, Mary and I met when I was in law school and she was in high school and I was coaching her mock trial team. And here we are. (laughs) And here we are. And now our mentorship and friendship is so much different. But, you know, when I was a law student, I probably spent a lot of energy looking for mentors and, you know, leaning on mentors. But then I had relationships like Mary and all of her friends on the mock trial team who were looking to me as a law student thinking like, oh, wow, she has advice or, you know, knows things that I don't yet. So it's all about perspective. So even when you think you're the person needing mentorship, you can still be a mentor or a sponsor to people who are in your wake. 
that just happened to me recently. I went to a, a coffee meeting with a former law clerk of mine, and we were talking about her career, and we're going back and forth. And at some point, I found myself saying things that I had heard other mentors in my life say to me. But it was a weird situation for me because I still think of myself as a younger-ish lawyer, still needing a lot of mentorship, a lot of advice, going to people who I look up to, trying to get career advice, life advice, all of that. And then here I am in this situation where I am now passing on that knowledge to a younger lawyer. And it was just a weird sort of transformative moment for me of thinking, oh, I'm straddling both positions. But, you know, it, it is so important to find that mentorship, to find sponsorship and to get people in your corner. And then also just sort of wrapping this up to then give back whatever opportunity you have been given advice, knowledge, support, then you need to make sure that you are paying that forward for the next generation. Liz, that is a great answer to what my next question was going to be, which is how do you be a good mentor? I mean, I know that I'm a young lawyer. I don't have anyone directly below me that I would consider myself a mentor to, but I did recognize the other day when uh, a law clerk was asking me questions that they could see me as a mentor or I could be in that position to someone. And maybe this is the imposter syndrome talking, but I was like, at what point do you get to that point where you're just like, okay, this is the knowledge I have and you should trust me when I say this. And it's kind of intimidating. Something that's so beneficial to me, it's super helpful to have the formal and informal because then sometimes in the informal moments, it's when you really get to know each other pretty well. And so if I want to come to you with a question, you know me so well that you're able to really talk about different options and how you have an awareness of how that would kind of impact me when you're passing it back to me or we're just talking about a decision to make. It's way less rigid and a lot easier and more comfortable to approach each other with questions and trust that the person is going to guide you in the right way. Erica, something that you said earlier when you were relating it to networking, it reminded me of this there's a satirical article in The New Yorker that I saw that was like, let me network at you. And it was kind of all the cliches of horrible, horrible networking events. But I know our firm's philosophy is like, that's not the right way to approach things. It's making natural conversations, making natural connections. It's kind of the same thing with mentorships. When you put that, you know, aggressive, this is going to be our mentorship relationship. It's not going to be as helpful and nice as something that just has its opportunity to evolve on its own. When you're setting up, you know, kind of those relationships, mentor, mentee, whether it's formal or informal, if you can keep in mind that you don't have to always stick to that structure. And it's actually kind of fun as you get like older in your practice and you feel like you have something to add and benefit your mentors. One of the unique mentoring experiences I had is when we first passed the bar, the Bar Association of Metropolitan St. Louis has an event. The women's section of that organization has an event for female new admittees to the bar. It's a reception, whatever, but anyone who comes gets matched up with a judge for lunch. And so I went to that and, you know, I got my matchup and it was with a judge who had just been appointed to the federal bench and had been a trial judge in state court for like 20 years and was just getting appointed. And I didn't know anything about him. I had to look up who he was. 
I obviously hadn't appeared in front of any courts yet because I had just started practicing. And we sat down and we went to lunch. And I know I was like so enthusiastic. And we got on this wonderful discussion about transitions. And I don't know how it came about, but he was saying he was in you know, one of the biggest transitions of his career going from being a state trial judge to a federal trial judge. And we were talking about how similarly I was going from being a student to starting my practice. And that's how the conversation evolved. And it was super organic. And since then, I have always like had this great connection with this judge. I tried a case in front of him like two years in where I got a lot of responsibility and got to do a lot of argument mostly because the partner I was working for understood that that judge like listened to what I had to say and didn't treat me differently because I was the youngest lawyer on the team. And also he knew I was writing all the briefing in this federal case and there was a ton of briefing. So I remember it like the pretrial or something or the Daubert motions, there were two partners on the case, the one who was like working on it day to day, and then the partner who was kind of supervising everyone else. And kind of the most senior guy was arguing through this motion that, you know, he didn't write. And the judge like asked me to like take over. (laughs) And it wasn't because he wasn't like, he understood the issue, but he just didn't have the case law references. And like the judge really wanted to drill down on a couple of the cases because it was a niche or a very narrow issue. And that all came from kind of this formal setup, like you will go to this mentoring lunch. It's a random setup. And that's been a great mentoring relationship in my life. Sometime last week, there was not a lot of lawyers in the office, but one of the attorneys who has probably a good 10 years or so experience on me came into my office. He's like, I had this situation happen to me. What would you do? Like, have you had this happen? I'm like, why are you asking me? I probably haven't had it happen. I've only been practicing for a fraction of time you have, and you want my voice of authority on this? But it was actually, it was a good experience to get to, you know, brainstorm or, you know, kind of back and forth on a case. And I think that kind of relationship also where the mentor is asking the mentee for input makes you a better mentee also because i mean i know there's a lot of probably talk about how do you be a good mentor to someone but i think it's also important to think about how to be a good mentee and part of that is like having that rapport not just taking things from your mentor but also contributing and and making it a back and forth relationship Listening to all of this has made me sort of think about this conversation in terms of someone who is running their own firm. If you're at a big firm and you're trying to start your own mentorship program, this idea of trying to engage your mentee, asking your mentee questions. One, this makes me think of, you know, cold calling in law school. And the reason they cold call in law school is to train you for a situation where a judge cold calls on you. So you are not only engaging with your mentee and having them feel like they're part of the team and their opinions matter, you're also sort of training them to do the practice of law, do the thing that we have to do every day, which is answer a ton of questions. And sometimes, you know, out of nowhere, it's a collaboration of ideas. You get so much more out of hearing different ideas and different experiences. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, great, well, you know, I know how to be a mentor, but why should I I'm so busy. I've got so many things to do. I only have so much time. There really is ultimately a great benefit to making sure that you are 
engaging with your mentee, collaborating with your mentee and building that relationship. It really is a two-way street. We talk about, you know, it's so important to see yourself in other people and to see other people who are like you doing these things. Representation really does matter. That has had a great impact on me and just increased my confidence in my ability to do my job and to have a future career in this industry. You know, I think that goes to why we're doing this podcast at all as well. You know, Amy's influence as our mentor has always influenced me to pay it forward because I can't pay her back, right? So I got to pay it forward. And I think this entire podcast and what we're trying to do with this and our mission of building a stronger national female lawyer mentorship community has to do with paying it forward. And we've all benefited from the connections we have with each other, which I'm sure have been very obvious on this podcast. But that is, you know, our motivation for doing this. If you don't have that mentorship, if you don't have an ear that will give you sound advice that is meant to, you know, put you on the right direction or give you a heel up, if you will, on your competition or whatever situation you're facing, that's what we want to do and promote through sharing our stories too. That's so important too, just on a level of finding the right place to spend your career. If you look around and you don't see people who you want to emulate or that you want to be, get out and go find another opportunity because that's how you know your home and your career and your practice. When the people around you are people that you aspire to or inspire you. Well said. Well, ladies, this has been, as always, a lovely and therapeutic conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for joining us today. And as always, we would love to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email to comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law. And we'll see you next week. Subscribe to Heels in the Courtroom now and check out the other legal podcasts in the Simon Law Firm library. The Jury Is Out podcast from nationally recognized attorney John Simon offers insights and mentorship to attorneys who want to stay at the top of their game. Check it out.